active healing. Um, it is currently 12.18 a.m. here in New York City. It is um, Monday, technically Monday, November 15th, 2021. This is the start of my new week. Um, I do have some things that I wanted to come in and discuss today. Um, I hope that everyone is doing well. I hope that everyone, um, whenever you hear this, whenever this episode finds you, hope that you are in a good state of mind I hope that you are at peace I hope that you are living your truth your authentic self I hope that you are practicing kindness within yourself and with others I hope that you have learned how to heal within yourself and let go of the past and forgive people who have wronged you not for them but for yourself because that is so important Um, as I mentioned in my first episode I am on my spiritual journey I was spiritually awakened in December 2020 so it'll be a year soon that I have been fully awakened not fully but I have come to the realization that that's what was happening with me um oh I apologize I know that I'm yawning now, but I will lay in that bed and not go to sleep till like 3.30 in the morning to wake up at 5 to get my daughter ready for school. So, I don't understand. There's many things that I don't understand at this point, but I'm learning that everything happens for a reason. So, oh. This process of spiritual awakening, so much has transpired. Like, first, I gradually, um, I want to say, since I was in the shelter in 2019, maybe before that, I think it's after I had Adele, to be quite honest with you, around the time that I got pregnant with Adele. Maybe in 2016, right before I even got pregnant with Adele. Adele is my daughter, for those of you who may not know. Um, So, I want to say around 2016, I started noticing within myself that I was becoming less and less... Um of a meat eater so I completely stopped eating um red meat or or should I say pernin pork shoulder 
um, in 2015, I completely stopped eating meat then, or that meat, um, Bidney. I remember it because I remember the last time I was working at, um, I'm not going to say the name for whatever reason. I'm not, I'm not feeling that I could say the name. I was working in this, um, it was a mentally ill, um, residence. So it was like for mentally ill, um, recently incarcerated, uh, drug, I don't want to say addicts or drug abusers, but like chemically addicts or recovering addicts. Right. Um, so I worked there and we had like a potluck, I think it was for the clients who lived there. And so my thing was, I was going to bring some Benin people die people go crazy over Benny and I remember that that was it was like so juicy it was so soft it was so full of flavor but that was the last time I ever ate it um we made it for the clients but I brought it and it was gone in like less than an hour (laughs) um and so that's when I started noticing that I was like becoming less and less of a meat eater I've never really been like the type of person that will sit there and eat pounds of meat, but I never didn't not eat meat. Like I would always love my bacon. I would always love chicken, especially fried chicken and like things of that nature, like burgers, cheeseburgers. Ooh, pardon. I know this yawning, this yawning is crazy. So trust me there's a point in me saying this so um in 2016 I started noticing that I I was becoming less and less of a meat eater um by the time that I got pregnant with Adele I do not even remember craving meat at all um I remember this is this is this is when I have to check myself and realize it's safe for me to speak up about my truth and speak my story because I'm not ashamed of it and I have grown past it and it has brought me to who I am today, which I wouldn't give up for the world. So during my pregnancy, I was severely depressed. Um, my pregnancy turned out to be a nightmare for me. Um, I thought that I was creating a child with someone that was, in my mind, a friend. And when everything blew up in my face, I was five and a half months pregnant. When I came to find out the truth about who he was, how many kids he had, his situation with his his other kid's mother... Uh, listen, I was disgusted. I was, I felt so alone because, um, those of you who know me know that I have always been like the black sheep of my family and I never really was close to any of them. We always had, well, everyone has problems. Every family has their problems, but I did like, I keep saying this even to this day. I did not wait 30 years because I was two months short of turning 30 when I had my daughter. Um, I did not wait 30 years to have a child, to bring a child into the world like this. 
So I, I went through my pregnancy alone. At that time, I had moved out of the apartment that my daughter's father and I were living at when he abandoned us. Um, I had quit my job. I, I, I was severely like, my anxiety was through the roof. My mental health was declining. I, but I was pushing every single day. And I prayed and cried every single day because I knew enough about depression. I knew enough about mental health that I knew that I did not want to pass that down to my child. But I also learned that your child feels everything that you feel. Every emotion that you feel, they felt during a pregnancy. And I already felt with her in my stomach that I was failing her as a mother because of the emotions that I felt that I couldn't control every single day. So, when I had moved out of the apartment that my daughter's father and I were living at at the time, I moved in with my sister in the Bronx, and even though, I'm sorry, excuse me, pardon me, even though I was grateful for my sister for allowing me to share her space. Like, there's nothing like having your own space. And she and I are alike in the sense that we value our privacy. We value having our own space to ourselves. And even though she was very welcoming, and and I'm very grateful for that. Like, I didn't want, like, who wants to be pregnant and living with their sister? Like, who wants to go through that? Like, she had her own life. She had her own stuff going on. And, of course, it's like, that's not how I envisioned me having a child. Like, anyways, um, there's the point to this. I know that down the line, I will open up about certain things and I will be very vulnerable. I might even cry and I'll allow myself to do so because this is my platform. This is... When I'm choosing to share, I'm not breaking any contracts. I don't have any contracts. I'm not doing anything illegal. I'm not doing, I'm not saying any names. Those of you who know me know my situation, most likely. Those of you who do not, I hope that you find some, some encouragements or you find some fam- uh, familiarity in what I say or if you've ever been through any situation similar to what I'm speaking of, please know that you're not alone. This is the reason that I am sharing these things. It's not only helping me, but the knowing that it can also help somebody else one day, someday, that is why I'm doing this, right? So... I was basically saying that I was pregnant and I wasn't much of a meat eater. Um, And I would, since my depression was like so heavy and I had quit my job, I was like five and a half months pregnant, jobless, doing nothing, right? So my sleep has always, always, always been, as far as I could remember, since I was like a child, I did not sleep through the night. I do not remember ever sleeping eight to nine hours in one night I do not remember ever doing that so when I was pregnant it just so happened that I would sleep throughout the day and be up all night 
I would be up all night until about six or seven o'clock in the morning, sometimes eight, and then go to sleep in the morning. So that happens and it's it's funny because people sometimes I feel like people sometimes mean well, but most of the times it's just like you didn't even have to say all that, bruh. Cause it's like I remember being pregnant and like me being pregnant, I was like worried. Of course, I'm like I was paranoid about so many things. Um, cause who wants to suffer? Who wants to bring a child into this world to suffer, right? So I remember that specifically that I would sleep throughout the day and be up all night, and so like I would have family and even friends. Like, they would tell me things and they would say it as if it's Bible, as if it's just law, as if it's, that's it, there's no other way around it, that's it, that's final, that's it, right? So, I would express to them, listen, I I sleep throughout the day, I'm up all all night, and they would tell me many people would tell me oh that's bad you should you should you should um try to change that now because if that's what's happening and that means that that's how Adele is gonna be she's gonna be up all night she's gonna sleep throughout the day she's gonna give you a headache she's gonna do this down and third and I I of course because I was a paranoid person um I took that and I ran with it and I was already freaking out and my baby was still in my stomach just chilling and I had in my mind I was just like that's it I'm never gonna sleep in my life again because I already don't sleep at night so she's gonna be up and then it's like then I would think about oh my god what about when she goes to school how is she gonna so this is the type of person that I am you tell me one thing and I don't know enough information and you're telling me as if it's like facts like if it's an actual fact my brain goes from zero to ten thousand so I learned that that was a lie because my baby girl sleeps through the night sometimes she'll sleep 10 hours sometimes she'll sleep eight sometimes she'll sleep 15 if you let her i don't let her get that far but when she knocks out she knocks out like right now i'm in my living room well this is like my living room um kitchen area because it's like it's supposed to be a one bedroom but it's like a studio it just has the bedroom in a separate room um but my baby like right now I'm, I'm sitting here and she's in the bedroom knocked out um so yeah back to to the topic of conversation is about me eating um so I I noticed that I would I wouldn't crave meat I wouldn't crave chicken like even walking okay so after okay it was like about three months before I I I gave birth I had actually moved back from my sister's house back into my my mother's apartment in Harlem and those of you who know me know that I had lived there majority of my life um so moving back there was bittersweet mostly bitter because uh, because of the the 
mental abuse and the trauma that goes on in that house because of my parents. So I really had no other choice. I really didn't, unless I was going to go to a shelter, but I was severely scared. I heard horror stories of people in shelters. I already felt so alone. I didn't want to actually go through any of that. So I didn't. Um, and I had, of course, I had never been a person that said, you know what? I'm going to go into the shelter. I'm going to do this. I no, I, I no. to me, I did what was safe, safest, what felt safest for me, what was familiar for me, which was moving back to my mother's house. Um, so I moved back and I would notice that I wasn't eating well. Like my mom just always, mind you, I've always been plus size. I've always been overweight. I've always been on the heavier side. And my mom would just like scold me like, oh, you need to eat. You need, how You're not eating anything. You're not giving anything nutritious to that baby. This, that, and the third. So it was just a whole bunch of like that type of stuff. And... <sighs> she came out um she came out like she just popped out no I had her in December and I was the heaviest I had ever been I was 330 pounds I felt miserable I felt like crap I was still depressed I was dealing with postpartum but you wouldn't even know by seeing or speaking to me because I had been battling depression my entire life so it was just something I just had to deal with it it wasn't like I was going to therapy or anything like that even though I did start going to therapy like a couple months afterwards but it was mostly for my weight loss because I wanted to lose weight and I wanted to have the surgery and I wanted to do that for myself because in my mind I said I want to be active in my daughter's life like I I am all she's got she doesn't have a father in her life I'm literally the only person that's going to be running around back and forth with her So I went ahead, I did what I had to do in order to, I got my psychiatrist, I got my therapist, I went to my appointments, I got my weight loss surgery, I lost 120 pounds if I'm not mistaken, I think it was 120 pounds, Um, then I gained back like freaking 50 of it, and I'm trying not to get, I will not get back up to 300, but right now I'm like 360, so... I mean, it is what it is. I would hope to one day, like, not one day, but gradually get to that mindset that my my willpower, I'm consistent with it because I really do want to lose more weight. I want to go back. My goal was to go down to 200, um, to 200 even. Um, But I think I just, no, okay. So I, I lost 110 pounds originally. So I had made it down to 210 but then I I gained 50 pounds, which isn't horrible because I'm two years out already of the surgery, but it's not, it's not, it's not my ideal way. It's not what I wanted. Right. So I still have time to, to buckle down and get, um, with it. So, Ooh. Um, I noticed that after a while, Adele wasn't much of a meat, like when she started eating food or whatnot, she wasn't much of a meat eater either. So I know that her father, 
he he was basic like he liked chicken tenders he liked white rice and he liked beans and he never liked like like spanish rice to me is yellow rice with corn and all those good things like the flavorful rice no he he just liked white rice beans and maybe spaghetti but um chicken for the most part so um i noticed that i would feed i would i would feed adele those things and she would just eat the rice i'm like what the hell is wrong with my child she loves cheese don't get me wrong but she's not a meat eater at all so that happened with her and then so i started not making not cooking meat as often either and i did find that whenever i did i had like this taste in my mouth like i don't care how much seasoning it had or what type of meat it was i would always have this taste in my mouth that made me gag like i didn't like the texture nothing it always tasted to me like what raw food like what what raw chicken looks like is what it would taste like to me if that makes any sense so this happened gradually over the years um until 2020 when i completely just stopped eating meat um i i'm not gonna lie like probably in the beginning of 2021 i i had this thing where i started eating grits right because i live in a jamaican neighborhood so they have grits and oxtail and um well oxtail is anywhere but um they had grits with like cheese and bacon bits so that i used to eat but then after a while i couldn't even eat the bacon bits and i was like what the heck so i had to stop that as well and at one point i was just eating bacalao which is codfish um and that was great now i can't even stomach that either so then i was introduced to when i was working at my last job um i was introduced to aki and saltfish oh my god that thing was delicious and so i started eating that and i would order it i can't stomach that either anymore and it's just like what the heck am i gonna eat what is it now i can sit here and eat a whole half an avocado it's gotta be cold though i can't eat mind you i'm a dominican spanish person who never liked avocado before two years ago i never liked the mushiness the 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 I never liked it. It was just, I didn't like the texture. Now I will eat a whole half freaking avocado with some salt, sometimes with some lime, um, but definitely with some salt. Um, and I'm, I'm like now incorporating onions and peppers to everything that I eat. Like it's just a whole, this has everything to do with my awakening my senses have changed not my senses my tastes has changed i have been drinking water okay so this is another thing this is gonna be a quite long episode but it's it's useful information i guess for myself um so i used to be the type of person that would go months not days not weeks months without drinking water why 
because I would drink juice, I would drink soda. I wasn't really much a huge person for drinking soda much. Ginger ale, that's a whole other story. Like I, and in my mother's house, like we would drink a ginger ale like every other day, a two liter. It would be gone by like every other day. Um, and now I don't even buy it for myself here. Like I will go months without drinking ginger ale. But what I, the whole point of me saying that is that I used to go months without drinking water because I would drink coffee and juice and a whole bunch of juice at that. Oh my God. My juice was my thing. And so after I had my, um, awakening, I drank. So I have a Brita filter, right? We're going to, I'm not going to get into the whole story of, of that not being real filtered water. I'm not doing that. I don't have the energy for that tonight, but we will one day, someday. But right now, the whole point is me, my intake in water. I have this um, tumbler that's about 24 ounces, and I drink three to four of those a day um, while I'm home. Um, and I have a Brita filter. It's a 10-cup pitcher. So I would fill those up two to three times a day because that's how much water I drink a day now. Mind you, I've been working from home since 2020. I think it's, well, I've been technically working inside of my apartment that I'm living in now since May 2020. And then I um, separated from my job this year in September 2021. So... This entire time I've been drinking, well, no, 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 I'm lying. Since December, 2020, I have been drinking water so much. And I think it's like to catch up on all the years that I have not. Because even in the middle of the night, like I have to sleep with the water next to me. You see how they say not to drink water before you sleep? Well, I guess they say that mostly for kids not to piss on the bed. But you, I, I drink, I sleep with the, with the, tumbler next to the bed every single night filled up to the top because by the time morning comes it's almost close to gone by how much water I have drank throughout that night I cannot go without water now and it's it's just I don't want to say the word crazy because it's not crazy I think it's a beautiful blessing that my awakening did happen and this is why even though through the painful shit that I have gone through with my daughter's father with my depression with my family with my mental illnesses with everything with the isolation with the with the cutting ties with people with setting boundaries and enforcing boundaries learning about shadow work all these things I am who I am today and I'm able to speak about these these things that I would have never opened my lips to speak on a year ago the fact that everything it all of these things had to happen in order for me to become the person that I am right now speaking my truth unapologetically I'm not out here trying to bash anyone I'm not out here trying to make anyone look any type of way I'm out here speaking my truth because it's helping me heal it's helping me learn it's helping me grow And like I mentioned earlier, if I know that this can help somebody else, I am all for it. Because if I would have had 
the guidance that I'm giving people or that I'm working on towards providing for other people with the information that I have collected, if I would have been giving like a roadmap, I guess, I think my journey would have been more advanced right now. I would have been a little bit more advanced. Like I would have known more or less like the path that I was on. But I've had to do a whole bunch of research. I guess that's the point of it, though. I guess that I guess that is the point of it. You, when it comes to spirituality, you can't go by what other people say. You have to figure out what works out for you. It's a it's a trial. I don't want to say trial and error, but it is. What was it that Donnie said to me earlier? Your path is tailor-made for you. And that is so true. That is so very true. Because spirituality is not about right and wrong. It's not about um, my way is the right way and your way is the wrong way. No, it's about being your best self. As long as you are not hurting other people along the way. As long as your intention is for your highest good and your best self. There's no possible way that you can hurt other people intentionally. Will you have to cut ties with people? Yes. Will it hurt? Of course. You're a human being. They're human beings. But if it's in for your highest good, you will do what you have to do in order to to get that done. In order to make that work. And I just honestly... I'm grateful for where I am today. And just sitting here thinking about it is just like, wow. Like, wow. I think I mentioned this in the last episode, but I went through this, this, this time last year, I was telling my daughter's father, Jesus died at age 33 repeatedly for no reason I had no idea why the hell I kept saying that until and you know when it hit me March it hit me in March during my awakening that that is why I kept saying that because Yenny had to die old Yenny had to die in order for the spiritually awakened Yenny to be reborn to be born period for the person that I am today to be born old Yenny had to die and that to me still gives me chills like measure oh I got chills measuring success and happiness and growth has nothing to do with money Let me say that again. Growth has absolutely nothing to do with monetary things, materialistic things. And I am so grateful for that lesson because this time last year I was working this job that I was stressed the fuck out over. Don't get me wrong. I was and am still grateful for the opportunities that the universe has gifted me. But, but, my mental health was not 
at the place it is right now where I am at peace mentally, emotionally, spiritually, because I am following my purpose now. And everything, don't get me wrong, I loved doing what I did because it had to do with computer and data entry and I'm so good at these things. And I didn't really have to sit here and speak to people, which don't get me wrong, I I, I had this, oh my goodness, I have so much information to get out. So I recently had this conversation with one of my soul sisters, right? Yes, that is my soul sister. That is my boo. She is stuck with me for life. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna say her government name, but I'm gonna say Lady Phase, right? Lady Phase, my boo. Um, we were having this conversation, and it's like she reminds me that there's more people out there like me. She said this shit and it's like, yo, it's funny hearing it from somebody else because when I've said this to other people that I've I've had like ties with, not romantic or anything, but like friendship ties. When I've had conversations with people from my past or from childhood or from whatever, they'll be like, Yenny, that's not normal. But she just made me feel so fucking normal by saying this. She said, I am an extroverted introvert or introverted extrovert. Because that makes so much fucking sense. I am naturally introverted. I adore, I love, I value being alone. Like nobody's business. Like other people dread it and I look forward to it. Like I absolutely love being alone. But at the same time, when I am around people who lift my vibrations or who I feel comfortable around, I am the most extroverted person you will probably meet. It all depends on the vibes, the energies, and how I feel around said beings. So what was the point of me saying that? I, um, I'm an introvert and... Okay, so yeah, it was about the job. It was about me not being, enjoying my job, but not liking having to deal with people. I did not, especially if you've been working at a company for X amount of years and you show that you're not top candidate and they just keep you around and it's like they make excuses to keep you around and then other people have to pick up your slack. Listen, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not stressing myself out for any job. That is one thing that I did for many, many, many years just to say I have a roof. Well, I have an income. I have no, it was like there was no price to my mental health. Like, as long as I had some type of income, I didn't give a fuck what was going on, how much stress I was dealing with. Now, listen, listen, <laughs> listen, Linda. No, seriously, I, I, I am very grateful for the lessons, the blessings that this universe has gifted me. And I say gifted, yes, even for the lessons, even for the heartbreaking lessons. 
because it has made me who I am today. It has given me the clarity that I have today. And listen, my spirit team does not play about me. The things that they have done for me to get to where I am today. The things that they have done for me. The things that they have handled behind the scenes that I never had to worry about. Listen, I am forever indebted. And I can't even say that word. I am forever indebted to them. Forever. Because when I thought that my world was ending, when I thought I couldn't push anymore, when I thought that I didn't, I wasn't going to make it through another day, I just didn't see a way out. They lifted me through. And this was all the universe. This was all God, Jesus, ancient ancestors, archangels, spirit guides. The courage that was instilled in me and still to this day that it is instilled in me. The courage, the strength, the protection, the shielding, the guidance. All of these things, it was my divine family that did this. And they still do it. There are so many things that I'm a thousand percent sure they worked out in my favor that I didn't have to stress. I didn't have to worry about. They worked it out behind the scenes and gifted it to me. Like here. Here's your voucher. Here's this apartment. So you can have seclusion and isolation for you and your daughter away from your family in a different environment. Right? So it's like... I have never been at more at peace than I am today. And I don't even have... Uh, I'm not even... How do I say this without sounding a certain way? I'm not even at the point where I have steady income right now. But I've never been more at peace in my life. Think about that. Think about that. I have been working since I was eight years old, on and off, right? On and off. Since I was eight years old, I've always had some type of steady inflow of money, some steady income. And I was always stressed, always stressed, always thinking, oh my God, what's going to happen next? I can't do this. I can do that. I can do that. I have been jobless. Like when I say jobless, I mean like on the books type of stuff since September 9th. That's when I separated from my most recent job. And I'm fully focused on trying to make this work. Spirituality um, and my purpose. My purpose has to do with healing. I know that for a fact. Because I am so invested in 
what makes people act the way that they do. I'm so invested in emotions. I'm so invested in mental health that I know it has to do with, okay, I just saw like a spirit or something. I'm not scared. I'm so... I so love my my divine family that I'm I'm open to receive any messages in any form that they that they want to show me and send me. But I did see something run across in front of me just now. Oh, what was I saying? What was I saying? Well, that distracted me. I'm just grateful of, of where I am today. And I'm glad that I was able to cover this topic of conversation. Um, I feel one of my guides around me right now. I just felt like a cool touch on my arm. And it just put a smile on my face. Because as I awaken, it just brings me joy that I'm connecting with with my loved ones. I'm so overjoyed right now. The protection, the love, the guidance, the support. It's always been there. I just had to awaken to actually see it. It's been real, y'all. I'm gonna end it with this. Oh, and I started my website today. So that's something that I'm gonna invest more time in. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and promote it just yet because I want to make sure I have good things in the works before I actually do um but I think that I I have to actually get some rest now because my body is just like uh Yenny get melatonin but yeah I just I'm I'm glad that I get to share this these things with you guys and I'm grateful for any listener that's out there listening. Um just know that you aren't alone. Everything that happens in your life is for a reason. No matter how dark, how sad. How devastating. Good and bad. Everything happens for a reason because there's lessons behind everything. There's things we can learn from with everything that happens. We just have to be more mindful of how we react to things. And as we go through the process, we have to learn to protect our peace 
enforce boundaries and learn to say no stop people pleasing that's become easier and easier for me over time but I've had to go through the things in order to get to that point so slow progress is better than no progress you hear me much love light healing remember I heal you heal just like that I love you and no I do not have to know you to love you so I love you and until next time peace